Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two wonderful co-hosts, Jules and Nevermore. Nevermore, welcome back. We didn't have you on our last episode. We missed you. You were sick. How are you feeling? I feel much better. I missed, like, four days of work, but I was sick basically, like, a week. So, yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> well, we are I very, I very glad to have you back and healthy. <laughs> yes. And I missed you guys, obviously. We missed yeah, you too. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and Jules, have you recovered from all of your travel and stuff? You went to like a podcast fest con thing, right? <laughs> I don't actually know what exactly it's called. What it's named. <laughs> yeah, I went to Anaheim for podcast movement. That was the uh well, and it was the awesome. podcast part, right? Yeah, you knew I went for a podcast convention. I just got a hair in my eye from one of my cats. Um, <laughs> um, it was awesome. We had we worked our butts off um, and uh, and manned a booth for three days and talked to a ton of people, met a lot of podcasters, and um, got a chance to go to Blizzard for an afternoon, which was so fun. Um, and uh, it was great. It was a great like whirlwind trip. And then we got back, and I was like, okay, now we got to follow up with all of these business cards that we collected. <laughs> yep. Ah! So yeah, it's just been it's been insanity. But it's just the weirdest thing. We were there uh, in Anaheim at like right outside the convention center, like we are for BlizzCon, and no BlizzCon is going on. It was the trippiest thing, you guys. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I've only ever been there when it's been like Blizzard of Palooza, and you can tell everyone yeah. walking down the streets is there for BlizzCon because they're either covered in badges and pins or they're cosplaying. <laughs> yeah, and it was all people who were like going to Disney. Like we'd get up in the morning and we'd be going to breakfast and there's like these sleepy, bleary-eyed kids going in there trying to get to Disney because they're all just like, Mah! I don't want to As opposed to the sleepy, like blurry-eyed, still half-drunk nerds who are going to Disney yeah. <laughs> the day after and they go, gone. Mom, I want to. <laughs> I don't want to walk anymore. Can we sit down? <laughs> My feet hurt. Does sound very uh, familiar. <laughs> yeah, it was totally familiar. We had a blast though. It was it was fun. It was me and Pat Crane. My um. My buddy, my boss, my my pal, and we work on all this stuff together. So it was great. We travel really well together, which is great. That's like we're good. easy travelers. Uh, we had a nightmare trip coming home. It was awful. LAX is a is a bear. It's stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I've never actually flown through there. When I go to Anaheim, I always fly through Orange County, the little John Wayne teeny tiny airport. Oh my god, it's so much better. <laughs> it's awesome. And I don't know how like I don't know how you actually are able to do that without spending a shit ton of extra money to get through that airport instead of LAX coming from well, Canada. I never actually check LAX because oh. John Wayne has always been such a great experience that I'm like, even if this is an extra hundred bucks, I really don't care because it's amazing and there's never any lines and people are super nice and yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. And I swear, I mean, you know, when you're traveling for work, you're trying to save save money but you know that's what happens when we go through LAX and pack paths like yeah let's go through LAX and I'm like oh god I hate <laughs> that place so much <laughs> every time so when I go would to BlizzCon say, this year would you say that LAX is a nightmare <laughs> well yes Jocelyn oh my I goodness. would I think I might have actually had an actual nightmare 
Really? Really? Well, that leads into our topic today. What are the chances? <laughs> wow, what a lead in. I swear, she's a pro. A pro. <laughs> Uh, we are talking about dreams and nightmares this week on Slang Demons, guys. We've been asking for your submissions for a few weeks now, and we got quite a few. So we are going to talk about what our dreams, what our reoccurring themes and dreams are, because I know uh, Jules and I have had some doozies, and I'm really excited to know what your experience has been like, Nevermore, because... I know I remember almost all of my dreams, which we'll talk a little bit about later as to why that happens, but... I remember quite a few of my dreams. I know Jules has some reoccurring ones too, but you said you'd never really remember them. So I want to hear how your whole dream diary thing went. Okay, so when we were talking about doing this episode, like I have terrible memory anywhere and it's getting worse as I get older. Um, but normally, like I remember being a kid and having dreams or nightmares and I could remember like very vivid details or I remember that, you know, it would be a, the similar dream every time. Like one of them I still remember from being a kid was my mom's house, but the cars outside were like levitating off the ground. Like all <laughs> the streets normal, but the cars were like levitating off the ground and something, there was like a giant spider at some point, which I don't have a thing of spiders. It was just, that's what the dream was. Um, but anytime, you know, I would have that dream, same thing, my mom's house, cars, whatever. But like later in life, like I don't, at least I can't think of any that are, like, super detailed that are, like, repetitive like that, you know? But I've had dreams where, like, you know, when you fall asleep and you wake up and you're having a nightmare and then you try to wake up and then you go back to sleep and you're, like, right back in it? Like, I've had those before, too, but I don't remember them specifically anymore. So with the dream journal, you're supposed to write it, but I had better quick jots of just type like texting myself because it was just quicker because I'm going to mm -hmm. grab my phone to get up for work anyway. Um, so I just, as soon as I could, I typed what I could. Sometimes it doesn't make sense later on because it's like auto-correcting what I'm typing. But, <laughs> you know, I thought you meant because you had like super weird, crazy dreams, but no, auto-correct <laughs> being just, a bitch. It, as, it was just like as many quick words as I can to describe what's happening. And I just kind of realized I don't really have like the normal, like people have, you know, they're swimming and sharks are going to eat them or whatever. Like <laughs> I don't have stuff like that. Like the majority of things that I noticed that would keep happening is that I have people I know in them. It could be somebody I saw today. It could be somebody I saw 10 years ago. It's just, mm -hmm. it's random. You know, I can't, it just happens. Like, um, I think, I don't know today. Um, what I typed in was it was like a camping kind of environment, like, but not like a, <clears throat> not like a cabin or just a tent, but like a campground kind of where like, you know, you would go spend time in different areas or whatever. But I typed uh, camp area environment, delivered food to the cabins. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it said Zabrina was there, which is the little girl that I used to nanny for a long time ago. But that kind of makes sense because she's popped up lately in my Facebook feed more than she has normally. So I think just having her in my mind is kind of what mm -hmm. pulled her randomly there. Um, but it's just, you know, it's as soon as I start typing it, like I feel like you're also forgetting it. Like you're like yeah. picking up sand and it's just falling through your fingers. And I'm just like, I can't, words. what? what? Okay, I, I lost it, you know? <laughs> We're like, I kept, I would wake up kind of telling myself like, don't forget this, don't forget this, don't forget this. Like I kept trying to like remind myself, you have to write it down, write it down. And it just didn't always connect, you know? So I just, that's the best I had is that I have a lot of reoccurring dreams that include people that I know. And also that media affects my dreams a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's true of quite a lot of people. I've had Game of Thrones lately mixed in. <laughs> Game of Thrones with I've been binge watching Big Brother. Like I don't normally watch that, but I'm pay I'm paying for the CBS All Access app because I want to back watch all the episodes of Survivor. <laughs> and so I it's started okay. watching. You this. sound like you think that we're gonna judge you, but I promise no one's <laughs> well, judging I, you right now. <laughs> I don't normally go for like those kind of like reality shows like that, but it's kind of like Survivor just in a house and they can't get out. So <laughs> I've been having like that mixed in with Game of Thrones. 
Um, sometimes like work. <laughs> oh gets my god, I would pay to watch weird. like a Game of Thrones Big Brother, like all the characters from <laughs> right. Game of Thrones <laughs> thrown into one house. <laughs> they have to vote each other out. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like Clue, like all of a sudden someone's dead. Like, <laughs> out why they died so i don't know so uh, mine's very very easily influenced by what's going on in my life and what i've been watching on tv apparently so i should be a little more careful thankfully it's just dreams um in my notes i haven't really had nightmares pop up as as of late that i was able to remember anyway so well, a lot yeah. of what you just said makes a lot of sense and kind of lines up with a lot of the resources that I've been reading online. And there's a whole article on HowStuffWorks.com who make uh, the Stuff You Should Know podcast, and they did one on mm -hmm. lucid dreaming a while back. And I love their stuff. The only reason I kind of stopped listening is I felt like they started to get a little bit ad heavy, but especially their earlier work. And I think the Lucid Dream one is a little bit earlier on. They're not as ad heavy. So um, yeah, I think I listened to the first like 250 episodes of um, Stuff You Should Know. And it just like, it's, it is one of the shows that kind of got me into podcasting. They're, they are mm -hmm. very, very good at what they do. So anyways, all that to tell you, there's a What Are Dreams article on HowStuffWorks.com and basically everything Nevermore just said is basically like the definition of a dream. It's like images, emotions, people, ideas, like apparently we only ever dream about people that we have seen, even if it's like a random person walking by on the street that you don't like register that you've seen them like their their face is now like in your brain so when you dream of like fake people in your dreams they're actually people that you have seen at some point That's in your life cool and also <laughs> super creepy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's all of these things that involuntarily come up during certain stages of our sleep usually our REM sleep which is the time when it's like your deepest form of sleep which is why you were saying when you wake up sometimes it feels like trying to remember them it's like sand falling through your fingers it's because you're going from the transition of being like super asleep to super awake and just that is enough for your brain to forget because it's totally unconscious so mm -hmm. we only remember about 10 percent of our dreams and a large majority of the ones that we remember, and the reason that I remember quite a lot of mine, is because we remember nightmares, because we wake up much more quickly from them than we do from regular dreams. So it kind of bypasses that forgetting stage of your waking up brain cycle wavy activity things. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, because if you, usually a nightmare snaps you awake. Because yeah. you just want to get out of it. and Well, that's you know, actually and... the definition of a nightmare is basically that it wakes you up. Because uh -huh. the emotions, like, you can have a dream about, like, a negative figure in your life. But mm -hmm. if you don't have the kind of emotions to back it up, then it doesn't, it doesn't qualify as a nightmare. Like, it's, it's a, there's a difference between a bad dream and a nightmare. So I found that really, really interesting. And yeah, so the remembering of dreams, remembering of good dreams is actually very, very hard. So congratulations, Nevermore, on not remembering your dreams. <laughs> it's actually very healthy. And I, because I saw a couple of people in chat room too were saying that they don't remember their dreams. That's a good thing, guys. That means you're having good dreams. <laughs> good dreams, good sleeps. You're normal. <laughs> Well, that's what I was worried about when we first were talking about this because, like, you guys were like, oh, I've had this and this. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I know I've had a lot and I know that I could remember some of it, but I, like, for the life of me could not remember any. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do, I'll try to do this, keep track of it all. And it's it's just really, like, I might keep doing it, like, if I remember when I wake up because I think it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. This whole I think it's kind good of to get the pattern, you know, the mm. pattern of what you dream about tells you a lot. Yeah. Well, even just nevermore, you were mentioning like camping and cabins and, you know, serving food and all of these kind of images like that's kind of all you need. And we're going to we're going to go into some analysis on some of the dreams that have been sent in by well, Jules and I, as well as our listeners. But um, that's usually all it takes to get kind of a theme of what it is that you're trying to tell yourself because that's really what it boils down to right is it's your brain trying to work through what's happened to you 
and trying to process all of this information and which is something that we just can't do when we're awake which is why when you're sleep deprived it becomes so difficult to have you know think and focus and and do work and things because you can't you can no longer process there's too much information that hasn't been filed away and hasn't been dealt with and your brain is just like i can't do this anymore (laughs) which is why we need good solid night sleep more often than not Mm -hmm. so i think we should start talking about some of the reoccurring dreams that jules and i have had so mine are pretty much all the same but jules you have a couple of different themes so why don't we start with one of yours so one of the ones that I have most often, um, it's pretty regular, is that I am either going to be in, I'm, I'm in school, some kind of school, whether it's, I, usually it's college, and I either realize that I am supposed to be at a class that I haven't gone to in weeks, or I can't find my <laughs> that schedule That sounds like my actual there. college. <laughs> 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 like I can't find my schedule and every time I'm every attempt of anything I try to actually locate this schedule is foiled like I can't get it I just I don't know where I'm supposed to be or there's going to be a test and I'm not prepared I haven't studied and it's like and it's always school mm-hmm. and it's like and there's another one that's kind of an offshoot of that is that I am supposed to graduate from college I have one more semester to go, but it's like I'm this age and I'm going <laughs> back to school to finish that last semester. And I'm I'm like in my dream, I truly believe that I didn't graduate college, that I had that one last semester that I didn't do. It's weird. See, that just <laughs> intrigues me because knowing you as a person, like you're very organized, like you even though you've changed a lot in your life's direction lately, like I feel like you've kind of always kind of known, like you're figuring all your stuff out, like you're always kind of confident in what you're doing. So the fact that your dream is kind of that you're being like hindered in getting to what you need or you can't do those things, like that's interesting to me just because yep. of who you, like who we know you as. Yeah, well, and so it's like the exact opposite <laughs> of what, that's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Those are my biggest fears of not being prepared for something that's monumental, important, you know, like I don't like I, I don't dream about going to like, say, Pack South, where I've spoken at, in a panel a couple times and being unprepared. I don't dream about that stuff. I dream about school, things that are like, you know, monumental to the future, which is really interesting. It is really interesting. And one of the things that I kind of realized when I was looking at, because, dude, you have some really cool dreams. But (laughs) one of the things that I realized when I was looking up your dreams is basically like you and I have dreams that are that are very, very common and also kind of center around. And this really, if you've been listening to the show, shouldn't surprise anyone, but they really center around just the fact that we have a lot of anxiety And that was one of the things. So basically, the dreams that you have sound at least a whole lot to me like they are, quote unquote, test dreams. It's the I didn't study. It's the I'm not prepared. It's the, you know, whatever of going and taking the test and then somehow failing. So Mm -hmm. whatever kind of um, environment it is, it never really matters where exactly you are or what the like subject of the test is. Because I know you wrote another one in the notes about uh, having to perform a a solo dance, but you didn't study the choreography. Same sort of idea, like that performance, that dance is that's your test, and you were worried about failing your choreography. Same idea, right? Exactly, and it's like, but in my dream, I can physically, I am physically unable to prepare for what I need mm-hmm. to prepare for. Like it's something that's holding me back. I And I'm trying, man, I'm trying really hard to like be prepared and there's nothing like if it's, you know, so like the dance thing, that that was a recent <laughs> dream. And the, apparently the dance choreography was given to me on an app that I couldn't open on my phone, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. It was, it's like everything is in your way. Right. That's what happens every single time. And apparently that feeling of unpreparedness or being unable to prepare is something to do with a challenge or possibly some guilt you have for not preparing enough for a challenge in your waking life. So it could be an actual exam or it could be a meeting, it could be a project, a business proposal. You're basically just, you've 
feel unprepared and that's probably some leftover guilt from something which again as nevermore said that's so crazy to us from the outside because yeah. we're feeling like when it comes to you you're always super prepared so well, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for us like, to imagine a, an instance where you wouldn't be true but also like okay because in previous episodes of things we've talked about, like Jocelyn and I usually line up on a lot of what we're talking about. And I think it's interesting that you two have very similar dreams and stuff about like whatever. So when Jocelyn said it's kind of more of an anxious thing, like we're the disaster thinkers. So I think that that's funny that it's you both having that. And yeah. I'm wondering if that ties into that your work and home are the same mm. like do you think that that ties in at all that there is no kind of separation for you guys in that respect now and like how your lives have changed working from home and stuff like that i've had these dreams of my entire life so yours it's have just, always been that way oh it's always been that way it's that one and there's another one that i have and it's also anxiety related and it's a i need i dream of tornadoes and when i dream of tornadoes I actually went, I was getting them so much that I, I needed to go look it up in one of the dream uh, interpretations. And it's literally the sense of a tornado out of control. You know, something's coming that you can't avoid. And it's like you feel out of control and you feel like you can't control your environment. And like, and those are very isolated times. Like, and I, I can pinpoint to you exactly on those times when I was like, my life felt completely freaking out of control and i was dreaming about tornadoes all the time <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask if there were certain points that kind of related to that because hell yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and they are terrifying dreams like i will be in a house somewhere and there's a tornado coming and i can't go anywhere and it's gonna hit the house and i'm gonna you know and i'm and Sometimes it hits the house. I was just going to ask, it doesn't. does it ever hit the house? Like, are you ever, do you ever go through the tornado and come out the other yep. side? Yep. Sometimes I see them in the distance. Sometimes I see them and they come through the house and I, and I look and it actually comes through the house. I never get taken by it. It's just that I am trapped and, and, our, and I, or it's coming and I can't go away. And, you know, Think about it from that perspective when you are in feeling out of control man you know there's nothing worse than like a tornado's in your path like it's coming yeah. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense and those recurring dreams um i've taken the time now like when those start to pop up like um what's going on in your life right now this mm -hmm. <laughs> is causing you to well, do it's this a good yeah it's a good indicator of even if yeah. you aren't like consciously realizing that something in your life is making you feel overwhelmed and if you're feeling yeah. a loss of control even if you don't realize that the second you remember that you've had a tornado dream you're like okay give me a second like let's pause i had a dream like what is yeah. going on in my life that's making me feel this way and then it helps you to kind of take control of that once you realize right. there's something to look for then find it and deal with it and then your dreams mm -hmm. will stop which i think is so cool <laughs> Yes. And it's true. I mean, it, I really feel like it, it is an indicator, but it's, it takes like, it takes that, that physical effort to actually say, I dreamt this. I'm terrified. I woke up, I'm like sweating, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then gee, nevermore, Jocelyn, Jules, what's going on in your life? that's doing this. Otherwise you're just like, fuck you. I don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's usually what happens when I wake up from a nightmare. Fuck you! I don't want to yeah. do that again. <laughs> oh, tell me about that one. Holy oh. crap. Uh, 2020 site in the chat room saying uh, when they were younger, they dreamed of tornadoes too. But now when they feel out of control, they have zombie nightmares that are awful. I can see how uh, how zombie nightmares would kind of feed into this. It's the same sort of... Um, we have a couple of listener ones coming up later about disasters. But it's the same sort of thing. It's It's a big event that is a threat to you that is out of your control yeah do you you dream of zombies don't you Justin? oh god i dream okay that yeah i dream about everything like anything and everything and what it all comes down to is that no matter what the thing is and it can be other people it can be monsters it could be zombies it's been a t-rex but the theme is always the same is that i'm being chased <laughs> I always run, they always catch up, and I always die. 
Uh Always. And usually when the point when I wake up is kind of like, I guess the point when I die in the dream, for lack of a better word, like it's not like, um, because I know some people have talked about like getting to the point of dying and it's like when they're in an inescapable situation where it's clear to them they're going to die that wakes them up but i have like the i get bit by the t-rex i get torn apart by the zombies i get stabbed by the crazy murderer like i die and it's like it's the point where i guess if i would be like losing consciousness or actually dying is that's the thing that wakes me up that's when you wake up yeah so the dream interpretation and this is dream 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 dictionary.org that i'm looking at you know take it for what it's worth (laughs) but it says that um the closer the attacker suggests how close you are with dealing with your problem if you escape the attacker it means you are free of the problem for now but it will come back Yeah, I never escape. (laughs) And so this is where I was talking about, um, like, both of our dreams, even though they are kind of different themes, they're very common, and they both stem from problems and anxiety. And so basically the idea of being chased is just feelings of anxiety and problems that you're running from in your waking life, which is just, like, textbook Joss. Like, I do not like confrontation. I let things go on way too long before I actually, like, say something. And usually, and I apologize because Nevermore and actually Jules as well have been on the receiving end of this. Once I get to the point where I can't let it go anymore, I'm like, explode, like, volcano of awful. Like, (laughs) because I usually, like I say, I, I kind of, like, bottle things up and then I explode. So... Uh, the idea that my reoccurring dreams that are totally nightmares being like chased and this means anxiety and problems I'm not dealing with. Yeah. This is like, uh, this made total sense when I read this. I was like, oh, that made sense. I thought I was just crazy and, you know, like thought I died a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No. Exactly. So your problem caught you. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that I found really, really interesting is that the basically whatever is pursuing and attacking me, because sometimes I can't even see 100% what it is. Um, Sometimes it's just kind of like a far off kind of thing, like a figure, like a shadow, for lack of a better term. (laughs) These goddamn shadow people chasing me through my dreams. (laughs) I blame Ben for that, by the way, nevermore. (laughs) But, like, that... I will give him credit that, like, even though they tease you and stuff in our entire relationship, like, he's never, like, purposefully, like, jumped out and scared me. Like, I told him (laughs) in the very beginning of our relationship, I was like, please don't, like, make my safe place, like, somewhere that I'm gonna be, like, terrified (laughs) that you're gonna, like, jump out of a corner and stuff. So I apologize that he's tormented you. (laughs) It's (laughs) fine matt does it as well but it's totally an accident because i am just so and i feel like it's um almost a product of the way i have constant nightmares that like i'm kind of like anxious and scared all the time in my real life so things like if i come into a room and i don't know that he's there is enough to make me (gasps) and like i mean i've had like i have that crazy jump reaction from things that should not scare me at all at least once a day understand either and like you need like a minute to like recover yeah actually made a system where he has to go when he comes (laughs) like he'll be by his desk like he'll be in the other room at his like work desk and i'll be in there like in the kitchen getting the laundry out or something so when you lean into the laundry like no one's in the room like to your left you know and then i like will lean out and all of a sudden he's standing in in your peripheral vision yeah what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) they need to learn that there's there's things that they should not do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't they just know, like, obviously not to be where they're standing? <laughs> but yeah, so the idea of, like, the kind of shadowy pursuer that you can't see is sometimes because it's like a reflection of you so like your negative things that you don't like about yourself which again like i have a lot of things that i consciously do not like about myself so it doesn't surprise me that 
I would have a shadowy pursuer of negative aspects of myself because I think that mm -hmm. there are a lot of them. Whether that's true or not, or in the eyes of everyone else, whatever. But in my eyes, and this is the thing, like it comes a hundred percent down to your brain and your perceptions and what you think about the world that you live in. That's where your dreams right. come from. So it doesn't matter what anyone else says. If I have these negative views of myself or my actions or whatever, it makes total sense to me that that would be what would be pursuing me. So it can be like if I'm angry or jealous or afraid or even like it just any any kind of emotion can manifest itself negatively in a dream. So I just I feel like that's I like I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, duh. I would be interested <laughs> yeah. to find out when the non-specific thing shows up versus like the t-rex or something mm. you know what i mean yeah because like, i knew I that like shit was a t-rex <laughs> <laughs> there's I no question interested to like if you would be able to kind of figure out like what kind of triggers that to show up versus something else you know mm -hmm. and then so like the second half of those dreams is the fact that whatever it is always catches me and kills me and mm -hmm. I, so I was a little bit afraid because it definitely, it's a negative experience for me because like I say, they're nightmares. They wake me up. I wake up almost every night from some sort of a nightmare, whether I remember it or not. Um, but I wake up, you know, like angry, anxious, afraid, one of those three. And yep. so the whole like dying thing, because it's it's scary when it mm -hmm. happens to you in a dream. And but the whole dying thing apparently is not as negative as I kind of assumed it would be. Like, I mm -hmm. thought it was like maybe I want to die, or I, you know, like am afraid of it, or I'm, you know, like just, just like dying in the waking world has so many negative connotations, right? Like, you lose loved ones, and that's a traumatic experience, and you know, like you. Are a lot of our phobias come from just the general fear of dying. So the fact that I'm dreaming about dying like night in and night out, <laughs> I'm kind of well, like. Well, and I find it extremely interesting because pre show we were talking about how I have this weird thing with death and it's like on my mind all the time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> the fact that she dreams about it almost every time she remembers a dream and I do not is extremely <laughs> well, interesting to me. Like, I think I... it's because you process it when you're awake. You're actually I don't thinking process about it, it when yeah. you're awake. No, I but you're thinking, you're consciously thinking about it. So then when you go to sleep, your unconscious mind doesn't have to unpack those thoughts and feelings because you did that while you were awake. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're, you addressed it. You well, addressed yeah, you address it. it. You don't necessarily resolve it, but. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's resolved like, at all. There's some issues here. <laughs> I just, but there's really interesting. But that, you know, when you, so you, and we can talk about that for a second, because Nevermore was saying that mm -hmm. before she falls asleep, that's when those thoughts about people that she loves dying comes into play and it causes great anxiety and fear and sadness and all of those things that happen. But it's right before she goes to sleep because it right then is that time where you're like, I know for me, when I'm about to go to sleep, I'm doing a review of my day mm. or what's currently going on in my life, like trying to work out things. And so like when I was going through my divorce, I felt like I was unpacking this box that just had like 15,000 layers every night, just trying to figure it all out. And I wasn't sleeping because mm -hmm. my brain just couldn't rest. I had to try to figure it out. And so that's very similar to what you're describing, which is like, your your brain is kind of at rest finally for the day, but you're still processing. You're still thinking, well, and, and, it's, and it's on I, your mind. I used to not like. I used to fall asleep instantly. Like I could have a coffee, fall asleep. Ben would always hate me because he couldn't have one past like three o'clock, and then it keeps him up really late at night. But I could <laughs> drink one and then lay down and go to bed. But like normally, you know, we go to bed. I kind of lay there for a little while, and then I'm usually the first one to sleep. But, like, lately, like, I've noticed, like, I'm usually the second person to fall asleep. Obviously, there's only two of us. So I'm not going to count higher than that. Um, <laughs> but it just, and it's it's almost always he falls asleep first. 
and it's just it's con- like I reach over and I have to almost touch him because I'm like you're not allowed to die like that just so you know like those are the rules like you're supposed to be here forever like I'm not gonna die either like I just have to keep like telling him like all these things because that's the only thing that like calms my brain down even though I know it's like the huge lie like it's gonna happen <laughs> someday so it's just I don't know I don't know but it's it not gonna help this me find day <laughs> it's just it just scares me like the more I yeah. think about it so yeah. and it's just it's odd to me that like with it on my mind as much as it is that I don't have anything in my dreams that relate to it I don't die people don't die I guess that's that makes sense though. No one's dying. Like in my mm-hmm. dream world, there is no death. Like whatever my <laughs> well, again, dream is. <laughs> yeah, you're not necessarily having nightmares. You're having dreams, and in your Nevermore dream world, there is no death, and that's awesome. Everyone, everyone is welcome to come to Nevermore Dream World. There's there's no dying here. <laughs> I, I need a shirt that says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but in in my dream world, I mean, I like I said, I die all the time. But apparently, and as I had a lot of these like chase dreams and a lot of these dying dreams, especially in like the last couple of months when we really started talking about doing the show, and I started to really pay attention because I've had crazy nightmares for probably the past like ten years. Like I've always had really really crazy dreams and really really crazy nightmares, and apparently it's a sign of being creative, but. Um, it's, uh, just, a. have had crazy, crazy nightmares my whole entire life, but they've been like two to four times a week in the last 10 years. And then probably in the last two years or so it's been, you know, like probably four to seven times a week, like almost every night. And that's painful. Yeah. And, but apparently dreaming of dying, like actually dying in your dreams symbolizes transformations and changes. And even though you might feel like fear and anxiety, it's actually just like your brain thinking that there's big changes going on, which totally makes sense because my life has been full of big huge changes especially in the past year or two so i mean god we just bought a house like that is a gigantic life change (laughs) yep yeah and you had you know your life has been kind of in transition for the last Mm -hmm. three years that is very true too (laughs) you think about it your life has always been in that level of transition where you haven't really felt like you're settled to that point and man, that'll trigger up a bunch of stuff, you know, and, you know, not feeling like you have an anchor or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and Matt is a wonderful anchor, but he's kind of floating there with you in transition, you know, in in your living situation. Exactly. Up until we bought our house. I mean, we were, you know, like living in friends' basements and even then, like we were upstairs then we were downstairs and I didn't have set studio space and I changed my whole entire career path. And, you know, I, I changed where I was living and it's just like everything for the past few years has, has totally been up in the air. It's been pretty crazy. So, I mean, like I can totally see how my brain would be thinking that I'm going through these constant changes and transformations and stuff, because that's exactly what it has been. I mean, I wish my brain had a way to show me that that wasn't me getting ripped apart by a T-Rex, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's got to get your attention. Sometimes. I guess so. Exactly. <laughs> like you're moving a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks, brain. <laughs> my brain's a dick. Ever, do you guys ever dream? Because we've talked about how, like, I have people I know at some point or whatever. Do you ever dream about your pets? Uh, no. Not really. No. I don't I don't usually either, but like I texted myself because I if you showed up late, I've been texting my dream journal to myself. <laughs> this is the one I said. I dreamt that Smudge was in charge of my wake up schedule and he ordered my normal, which <laughs> means he gets to snuggle <laughs> and then I'm in between him and Ben because he like spreads himself completely out next to me and he's super long. That was the normal. Was <laughs> he like order up like in a diner? He's like, She'll have the normal. <laughs> Yeah. Like I wasn't allowed to get up or go That's to work or amazing. <laughs> but I don't normally dream about, you know, pets on top of that, you know, but the fact that it's a pet I currently have, I just thought that was super weird. <laughs> I think I've dreamt of my pets like being lost or or you know, can't find them or I can't get to them or you know, that kind of thing. Like yeah. I've dreamt of that before. Not where they're like speaking to you. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> ordering <no>. the normal. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, Nevermore. You're so fun. <laughs> Holy crap. So I think, um, and actually this is a pretty good segue into some of our listener submitted dreams, but um, I've dreamt a couple of times about Thrall specifically, who is my, my current kitty, for those of you who don't know. Uh, but it's the only times I actually remember, and again, this might be a nightmare thing, but the only time I really remember dreaming about him is when there is a disaster going on because I've had disaster dreams often as well, which again, shouldn't anyone who's listening to the show, that shouldn't surprise anyone. But um, so, and usually when the disaster is happening, whatever it happens to be, I can't find Thrall. And then so trying to find him and escape is and i can never find him so therefore i never escape um but yeah trying to find him that's i think the only time that i've ever really dreamt about a pet um but we had quite a few listeners who actually wrote in into our discord channel talking about the disaster dreams that they've had which is basically like something bigger than you happening while something you do is mundane so you know there's a big huge disaster happening i'm looking for my cat my cat has his own survival instincts. He'll probably be better off than me in an apocalypse. And yet, I have to find the cat. <laughs> so, uh, the first dream that was written in, and I, I left the names out of this just in case um, there was any anyone didn't want their names used on the podcast. So, um, the first dream that we had was a disaster going on, like a volcano or something, but more vague than that, which is something that I've actually experienced a lot in my dreams too, where it's like, you know that something is happening or you know that you're talking to someone, but you can't necessarily put your finger on what that is. Like, you know that there's a big bad happening or you know that you're sitting and having a conversation. But the more you try to look outside and see what it is or figure out who that person is or find out what ex exactly is going on, then the more vague and harder to do it becomes, which is yeah. so cool. It's like this fog of war that your brain yeah. makes that it's just like, no, there's just something bad happening. Don't pay attention to that part of the dream. That's not the important part. <laughs> you need to zoom in on this part because exactly. that's what we want you to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this listener's dream is basically that everyone is running around the house preparing, but they're in their room packing their stuff because there's a kidnapper coming for them. So they're being singled out by some other awfulness, which is being oh kidnapped. <laughs> and wow. uh, the problem is they know the kidnapper's coming, but they can't decide what to wear or pack and never make any headway. So again, this is very similar to me looking for Thrall, not being able to find him and, you know, getting caught up in the disaster because of that. Uh, another listener wrote in and said they had a biblical apocalypse going on, so the world's about to explode. But uh, they don't know why and they don't know how they knew, but it's like everyone knows that it's basically the world's about to explode. But their sister's too young to understand what's going on, so the listener just decides to, you know, play with her and her dolls, so at least she's happy until the end. So again, there's some big crazy thing happening, but you're doing the, the mundane thing of playing with your sister. Mm -hmm. So I found these dreams so intriguing because I've had some of these myself. I don't, Jules, have you ever had like the big disaster dreams oh yeah yeah most definitely i have yeah. them um i can't i can't lay a finger on exactly what like a, an example of them but i know that i have them because i have lots of anxiety so so yeah there's there's a lot i have a lot of insecurities i have a lot of anxiety and so they definitely come flying out of my dreams i will wake up in with i will do the stereotypical <gasps> Like, yeah. wake up like that. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> sweating, uh, heart racing, sit up straight in bed. I've done that. Like, I, and, you know, it's bad. And it's like, you know, especially when you're by yourself. Because <laughs> it's like, I wake up and I'm just like, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> and I got to go back to sleep. And I don't know how I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I, and I get them a lot. Yeah, I, I would say I, I don't have the frequency of nightmares that you do, um, but I probably get an, at least one to two nightmares a week. That's roughly. still that's still and that's enough, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> as someone yeah. who gets them very very often, I could say if I had like one a week, like that would still that would be enough. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I you know the the one that I'm having right now I actually can't talk about the details of it but um you know it's basically the the gist of it is that someone someone is supposed someone who I was very close to is trying to harm me in many different ways 
And so it's just that, you know, and that's I'm still sorry, unresolved. Jules, I'll stop stabbing you in your dreams. <laughs> Please do. I just, uh, I, I'm really tired of that knife in my face. <laughs> it's just getting old, Jocelyn. <laughs> well, the good news is that much like dying in dreams, disasters and apocalypse dreams actually aren't bad. They single, or they, oh, not signal. Symbolize. That's it. Symbolize. <laughs> there we go. Uh, basically change the same sort of thing as dying that mm -hmm. you know they're they symbolize big changes in our lives and uh, so they're not necessarily bad even though they might again fall into the nightmare category with the whole you know waking you up and giving you feelings of fear and anxiety in the end they might not actually be bad and the kidnapping thing actually was kind of interesting too because it's like even though, like I said, like looking for my cat was my mundane thing and, and playing with the dolls is another listener's mundane thing. But the whole packing because you're going to be kidnapped thing is it adds another layer to this whole disaster dream. It's really interesting because being kidnapped is supposed to symbolize feelings of being trapped or restricted. So it's yeah. like some situation is diverting your concentration and your attention away from your goals. And I couldn't believe because it sounds really weird, right? Like... A yeah. volcano is, is exploding, but there's a kidnapper. They sound like they would be totally unrelated. But when you kind of look at it, it's like someone is diverting your concentration and attention away from your goals. That's exactly what you're describing is happening in your dream. So I thought right. that, that was really cool that those things that seem so unrelated actually from a kind of uh, psychological standpoint actually go together quite well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's... Did you are you, are you going to talk about the 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 uh, dead loved ones one? Yes, I am. Yeah, I just thought the the thrall segue was really good into the disaster dreams. But yeah, we're we're going to talk about dreaming about dead loved ones for sure. Yes, for sure. Uh, so we had another listener write in about uh, basically all reoccurring dreams, uh, at least uh, recently, have been about their mother still being alive, and. Mm -hmm. It's like, again, this is kind of probably, I think, the most obvious reoccurring dream that if you have a loved one who has passed away, then, you know, it, it's kind of like when you start dreaming about them, it's, way, it's a way for you to process your grief and especially if their, their death is still fresh in your mind, because again, like we talked about with all of this whole, you know, like dreams being your images and emotions, everything else, if you are grieving, then the idea that you're trying to process those emotions, it would totally make sense for your subconscious brain to kind of manifest the people that are causing the grief, the, you know, the, yeah. the death of your loved one showing up in dreams. It, it makes total sense, at least to me. Um, but it's also a way for you to kind of like understand or try to understand or want to understand what happened and the impact that it's having on your life now and it's a way of it's like a coping mechanism which again it totally mm -hmm. makes perfect sense to me like i can't see this person in my life anymore so therefore i'm going to see them in my dreams yeah so this is the part where i will reveal that i am very i'm very spiritual and i do believe that there's life after death and so I do believe that if you are someone who has had dreams about someone who you were very close to, who actually appears to you in your dreams, that there's a very good chance that they're actually trying to give you comfort in your dreams. That's that's my belief. That's, that, is, that is what I believe in with that. Um, I've just seen too many weird things in my life to not <laughs> believe that that happens. Fair enough. Um, so I, you know, it's just, yeah, there's one of these I, days I really... we'll have to talk about all the weird things that you've seen, Jules, because now I'm super curious. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't talk about that stuff in public very much because a lot of people are very made very uncomfortable by it. Um, well, I think we so... talked about that previously um on an episode and i'm trying to remember exactly what the context was i think it might have been the meditation or spirituality episode that we did something like that it, yeah. it was a while ago now yeah. and we were talking about it and i feel like the whole um what happens to us after we die conversation falls into that category because of the people that we hang out with we obviously have super nerdy super scientific friends and having a lot of those conversations um can can be kind of difficult in those crowds because they're less accepting of uh more spiritual matters shall we say <laughs> yeah I, I mean i i i have very intelligent very smart very logical friends 
and most of them are just like you know science <laughs> it's like <laughs> science is how i explain this yeah and um you know i yeah i mean i would be absolutely willing to talk about it on the show it's just a matter of if that is something that people would like to hear because you know uh, yeah, I, weird stuff happens to me all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All well, if you want to hear all of Jules's crazy ghost stories, then remember you can send your emails <laughs> to demonspodcast at gmail.com because we want to hear from you if you want to hear from her. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll take your silence as, a, as an indicator. <laughs> no, dude, I want to know. I want to hear all of you. Want to know? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know. I know you want to know. I'm talking about the audience. Uh, <laughs> you can also hit us up on Discord, which is discord.gg/jossplays. There are two different channels. You can let us know if you want to know about the PG versions of Jules's ghost stories, or if you want to know if Jules has sexy ghost stories. Tell us <laughs> in the, the rated R. <laughs> Slaying Demons Discord well. channel. <laughs> hey, she's blushing, guys. You know what happened. <laughs> we'll send you money you to guys. like write those down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad because I feel like I took this whole conversation way off the rails and it was supposed to be a actual very serious conversation about dreaming about dead loved ones. So I apologize to our listener who wrote in about this because I do know it is it's a it's a kind of a fresh thing and it, it is to be taken seriously and we've taken all the other dreams seriously so I just kind of want to bring the conversation back and apologize because that's totally my bad like I that yeah I that's have done not it. our yeah. intention at all yeah not at all oh. not at all and yeah. I mean especially when this specific type of dream can potentially be used as a way to like say your final goodbyes and and try to get some closure again it's your brain trying to work through a lot of these feelings and if you have any kind of unresolved issues with the person who's passed away it can be one way of your brain trying to kind of work that out and i think that's really cool that our brains try to give us this you know kind of resolution to some of our strongest emotions mm -hmm. It's it's true, and especially when you're dealing with grief, um, because there's so much irrationality that happens in your brain when grief is when you're stricken stricken with grief. It's just it is um, it changes everything. It changes how you see the world. It changes how you perceive other people, how you perceive yourself, how you perceive your life, and so yeah, it's 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 heavy stuff. And as we talked about earlier in the show. Your, your brain needs to process this information and grief is like one of the heaviest pieces to digest. It doesn't happen immediately. And that's why dreams can really reflect that too. Well, because it can it can be so difficult to process, and especially if the if the death is a, a kind of a recent one and you're still trying to keep up with like if you're the one doing the like executive or executor of the will or you're planning the funeral or you know just even if you just have everyday responsibilities your job your family your you know whatever's going on with you sometimes it can be really really difficult to just find the time to grieve and so the only time your body actually gets to process that emotions is when you're sleeping because that's the point when you know you can't be distracted by anything else so yeah. again, that makes perfect sense that if you're having trouble with the loss of a loved one and coming to terms with that, then, you know, having those dreams and seeing that person, it's just, it's, it's another way for you to cope with the loss. So I, I mean, like, and I was just about to say, I, I hope that this listener stops seeing their mother in their dreams because that would mean that they've coped with their grief. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, but then you don't see your mom in your dreams anymore. And that seems like it would be a sad thing to wish on somebody. But I mean, if, if you're having trouble dealing with this and you're seeing your mom a lot because you aren't coping with the grief and you aren't coping with mm -hmm. the death, then I do hope very soon you stop seeing your mom in your dreams. Well, and part of it, couldn't it also not mean that they're necessarily trying to cope with it but also just to remember you know like mm -hmm. you your heart and your brain like you just 
you want to see that person again, you know? So I don't think it's necessarily coping all the time. Like, obviously, it's going to be a struggle for everyone well, if they're going through that. But yeah, the whole coping thing is more for recent death. Um, I was actually when I was doing research about this one. And the reason I'm focusing on recent deaths is because I believe the listener that wrote in it was a recent death. And so that's mm -hmm. that's why. Um, but if it's been if it's been a while and, and grief isn't necessarily the reason that you're seeing the person, it could be because there is something about them, some sort of a uh, personality trait or, you know, something that they did in their life that you want to highlight for some reason, whether you see the deceased person with somebody else and you're like tying them together because they share a common thread or, you know, stuff like that. Um, people who've passed away can show up in your dreams years and years later. And, and like you say, mm -hmm. Nevermore, you're right. It has nothing to do with coping or grief. It's just that um, they symbolize something to you that your brain has now seen in another person or another event. It could be something weird. Like maybe you had a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie randomly that day. And it reminds you of your grandma because yes. she used to bake them with, you know what I mean? But you didn't think about it in that moment. It was just a fresh hot chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, the memory of making them with my grandma when I was six or something, you know, your brain yeah. is like ping ponging through the years. It's, it's weird. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot no, you're to totally work. right. <laughs> <laughs> then that's kind of the, the whole idea about just dreams and nightmares in general is there's really no way to 100% prove what they are and what they aren't because, no. it, you know, like it's there's only so much that science can tell us as of right now. So, you know, we don't really, how do we know what we think that dreams mean? And we know what we think our brains are doing just by the parts of our brains that light up during the time when we are dreaming. Yeah. Yep. But we don't a hundred percent know where they come from or why we, you know, what they mean, why we have them or anything like that. So really what it comes down to is at the end of the day, how do our dreams make us feel and how do they impact our lives in general? And I know like for me, I, we've touched on many times, um, I have a crazy amount of nightmares and mm -hmm. they, the thing is with nightmares is that they wake you up and because they wake you up, the feelings that you have can stick with you there's been points where I've woken up and I know that I'm awake and I'm I'm not even in that kind of transition sleepy state. Like I am like, boom, awake. And mm -hmm. so I have woken up from nightmares and they've been like, uh, again, the whole chase dying dreams. And I have been 100% convinced to the point that I've like turned the flashlight on my phone on because I don't actually want to wake up Matt. But like, I have actually turned on the lights essentially because I am a hundred percent convinced that that person is still in the room with me. Like yeah. I wake up in my bed, I am awake and I know that there's someone standing at the end of my bed. Like yep. they stick with you so much. I've had times I can't go back to sleep after them. Like it's just, they, they stick with me for a long time and I feel really bad for Matt. I'm going to tell you guys a story and it, it was kind of like, it was what I would call my normal dreams. It might be a nightmare to somebody else, but it was a normal dream to me. And basically, I had this dream where we were taking Matt's sister to the airport because she was joining the army, which is totally out of character for her, if you guys knew her. Like, that would just not be a thing that she would ever do. But anyways, we were taking her to the airport. She was joining the army. And then we got to the airport. And then Matt had a bag, too. And... Then it turned out he was joining the army and it was like I had these like feelings of like betrayal and like he wasn't talking to me enough and like I like he basically he said well I would have told you if you were important enough to me but you know you're Aww. not so I'm leaving and joining the army now. Oh, so, I swear to God I was mad at him for like two days <laughs> like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I couldn't shake the feeling and the anxiety and the betrayal and everything else that I felt as a result of Dream Matt joining the army to the point that it's a joke now. Like, he'll go off to work and I'll be like, okay, honey, have a good day. Drive safe. Don't join the army. And he's like, don't worry, I won't. Bye. <laughs> like... <laughs> but I think that's, that's the best awesome. way to handle it, though. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of what it's not devalue but what's the word i'm looking for where it makes it where it's not as 
I can't think. I can't. Whatever. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Like, basically, yes. <laughs> it's like you're making the event uh, and the feelings trivial so that they don't yeah. overwhelm you. Yeah. You're, you're making it fun and funny. It's now an inside joke between the two of you because how ridiculous is that? Yeah. And it's, it's Has brought that together. Has happened since you guys have made oh, it no, more it just, of a joke? It just happened one time. It was weird. Okay, so like, it was that's what I mean. Like, time. it wasn't, it was just a one time. It wasn't really a nightmare per se, except that the feeling did stick with me. Like, it didn't jolt me awake. Um, yeah. But yeah. Maybe you need to make an inside joke about the T Rex and see if that stops. <laughs> Maybe that'll <laughs> stop my chase dreams. One by one. <laughs> so, is Take that ever. to all of them before you go to bed. Yeah. Good night, T Rex. <laughs> Good night, faceless me out of the corner. <laughs> Good night, Army Matt. <laughs> Oh that's man! That's name from now on, Army Matt. <laughs> oh god, that's really funny. But have you guys ever had that happen to you, where there's been something that's happened in a dream that's really stuck with you, and like in particular something about like a specific person that really impacted your like awake life with them? Like, have you ever had that? point where you can't separate your feelings from something that happened in a dream to like something that's happening in real life they did an episode on friends about it too where phoebe yeah. was angry at ross and for a fight that they had in her dream <laughs> like that literally happens to me <laughs> uh, i don't think so i don't think i've ever had like emotions that have carried over like that at least that i remember I do that know was... that when I was younger, I would dream up like I had dreams about guys in my class who I never really thought of as like someone I would like. And then I, I, in my dream, I really like them. And then after that, I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute. Like, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so you do have sexy dreams. We will pay you to write. Of course, this I down. have sexy dreams. We all have them. <laughs> like in high school like this guy in class and i'm like i never thought that he was hot and now i had this dream where i was like i was totally into him and then after that, i'm like yeah he is kind of hot <laughs> so i've had that happen <laughs> i i think that's the same thing i mean they don't have to yeah. be negative feelings i just i guess your your brain pointing out feelings that you have and then those sticking with you afterwards again totally makes sense yeah. stupid brain yeah that that is most definitely happened yes <laughs> Jaram's making fun of me. Stop making fun of me. Everybody has sexy dreams. Oh, man. Uh, so I guess that's my best example of how like my dreams can make me feel. But do you guys have any examples of how you feel after you know you have had a dream or a nightmare or something that that potentially sticks with you past just that night? Um, you know what I mean for the nightmares that I've woken up and I in terror. Um that that feeling that like off feeling has stuck with me for most of the day like i mm. just you know you know that you were woken up jarringly and it just doesn't it it like i don't feel rested i don't feel i feel unsettled i feel um uncomfortable like i just want to like wipe the slate clean and start it over <laughs> so um yeah, and so I've had that happen. I know Jocelyn is like it set your mood for the entire day. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't. I think it happens rarely, but it doesn't happen all the time. Like if I'm, if it's a really bad dreamer, I'm just like, oh gosh, like yeah. Have you guys ever had the opposite of that happen, where you've woken up from like a really good dream, and then that has kind of set the the mood or the pace for your day? Like, have you ever? Because like we were talking about how. Um, just with the last uh, dream example that we gave, how it can help you cope with the death of a relative. Like, have you ever woken up after a dream like that and been like, oh, I actually do feel a little less grief or I do feel a little bit more at peace? I think Mine from me, really I... that, like, hardcore, so I can't really <laughs> say that they, like, affect me to the point after waking up, at least from what I've documented and remember <laughs> to this point, so... Yeah. You like didn't there, have, like, crazy you... feelings of, like, camping and cabins <laughs> <laughs> that are now somehow that. resolved because you dreamt about it? <laughs> Gotta camp I... right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, I, they, they relate to TV and 
The other one's like I watched Riverdale and I saw a kid that I knew from high school after the convention. Like they're just weird. <laughs> like it's they tie into the point where I don't even understand anymore. <laughs> Um, I know that I've I've woken up from dreams where the the rare good ones that you remember I've woken mm-hmm. up and be like that was awesome that was so cool can I keep dreaming about that like I've had that where I'm just like can I just go back to sleep and dream more where you that? like lay like, back so down cool. and you're like okay jump back in jump back in and you're like damn it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I repeat what I can remember out of dreams that are actually good dreams I repeat what I can remember about them and actually come to think of it this happens with my nightmares too because uh, it's the reason I can't fall back asleep again is I just like I keep thinking about it over and over and over again and when it's a good dream it's because I'm trying to get back in and then when it's a nightmare I feel like it's because I'm actively trying not to think about it so it's the thing that pops into my head <laughs> but one way or another I do the same thing where it's just like oh my god if I do this maybe I can actually like get back into where I was <laughs> never works though I'm gonna make Marshall, you man. a good night Jocelyn book and I'm just gonna <laughs> see if, if we make a page for all your things if you like read through it before bed I want to see if that helps you <laughs> <laughs> I feel you like know, that's as good course. a strategy as any <laughs> like a list from like like Arya Stark yes. had where she would recite before she went to sleep of who was on her list so you have your list of the T-Rex and the Shadow Dude and Army <laughs> Matt and Giant Spiders and yep Zombies Zombies yeah that's just my new favorite thing <laughs> Army Matt just name them all and yep. then you're like good night food <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I think that's about as good a place as any to wrap up this discussion. Thank you guys so much for sending in all of your reoccurring dreams. We really, really appreciated it. Um, I hope that us talking about our dreams, because I know I put some of really freaky nightmares into some of those channels and you guys were really supportive. So I hope some of the conversation have a channel added for dreams. And then maybe like in six months, we could have like a revamp episode and see like what we've tracked and what other people have tracked. I think that'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, I would like to see other people, um, like, if they're doing the whole dream diary thing, what the outcome of that is, because I, I find that really, really, really interesting. So, um, again, if you guys would like to send in anything to the show, any of your comments, questions, uh, or if you have some reoccurring dreams that you would like us to know about, you can email demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at demonspodcast. Or you can join the Discord that we've been talking about all night at discord.gg slash jossplays. Like I mentioned, there are two different slang demons channels so make sure when you put your comments in there that they are in the appropriate channel no one needs sexy jules ghost stories in the pg (laughs) channel (laughs) Uh, nevermore where can folks find you on the internet (laughs) (laughs) well i don't think they want to look for me they want to look for jules i know (laughs) anyway um i'm on twitter i'm at quota nevermore um, I'm also on Twitch. I'm streaming a little more frequently now. Um, that is twitch.tv slash geek asylum. And I just do crafty stuff. And I also have an Etsy store, which is geekasylum.etsy.com, which has a little bit in it. I'm working on it. We'll get there someday. Someday soon. Yay! And Jules, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Jules RPG on Twitter. You can find my other show, which I do on Thursdays called Torrent Think Tank, which is an advice show for the gamer world. Uh, pretty similar to this style of show as well. Um, and uh, you can find, uh, I'm also a chainmail artist and I am still doing uh, lanyards for BlizzCon as well as jewelry for coming up to Christmas because, man, people start kind of thinking about Christmas gifts. Uh, oh, so yeah. man. <laughs> Right? Right? It's September. Um, I know. She's like, just no. Just no. (laughs) Well, it's funny because you guys are like, it's September. I'm like, it's still 107 here. We don't have seasons. (laughs) I know. It is currently 52 in Minnesota right now. It's cold. Good Lord. Can't believe that. So anyway, uh, my my Etsy for uh, for my chainmail is chainofjewels.etsy.com. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Plays. Uh, you can find links to everything I do over at JossPlays.com. Or if you like my general gaming stuff, then uh, head on over to Amove.tv. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Have great dreams. <laughs> yeah, sweet dreams, everyone. <laughs>
not in a creepy way. Now. No creepy dreams. <laughs> <laughs>